Hello and welcome to the 4D Human Being Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with life, leadership and love. We're here to help you gain insights and practical tools on human psychology and human behaviour so that you can really get back to choice and expand your options on how you show up and how you live your life. The 4D is your fourth dimension and that's all about your intention, your choice, taking back control so that you are happening to the world rather than the world simply happening to you. So whether it's your career, conflict, communication or collaboration, we've got some fabulous interviews with great experts and of course our own 4D life hacks and chats on anything and everything that helps us be the 4D human being that we know we can be. So if you're looking to improve your impact at work, your relationships, your well-being, whether it's family relationships, friends or how we simply make the best of our lives, this is all about getting back to choice taking control and getting intentional, taking you from a 3D human doing to a 4D human being. Do enjoy. Well, hello and good morning. How are you? Yes, very good as I look out onto a slightly grey morning, but not grey inside. (laughs) Oh, she's done a super duper. Come on, Laura, sock it to us. It's a weather-related super segue as well. It well, does get better than that. Internal weather is quite a <laughs> good metaphor, isn't it, for well-being? Because actually, it's it's quite nice and nuanced, isn't it? Because you might not, it might not be storming, but it might be a bit drizzly, or it might be all oh, the sun's trying to break through, but we're not quite at tropical beach yet. <laughs> And I think I guess what we're probably going to be saying today is we don't always have to be at Tropical Beach. No, when you're there, enjoy, when you're there, enjoy it. But well, it doesn't always help. <laughs> look, the big, big, big one. This is this is really the key, key message. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about well-being because we're going to be coming on to that topic for the next few weeks. But we're going to kind of super, super duper segue and bridge. <laughs> Bridge from these top 10 tips for 2023 and how all of them, how you can use all of them or think about well-being through all of them or use all of them to enhance your well-being. But the big, big, mahoosive message that I want to give, which is the the pillar at the centre of your big well-being tent or circus, because it can feel like that too sometimes, let's be clear, is emotions and feelings. And that that starts with body sensations. Boy, are we going to talk about the nervous system. But the, all of those feelings, all of that weather, they are messages. And we need to really, really rethink how we think about feelings, because it's like the postman is trying to put really useful mail, not junk mail, really like, you know, you've won the lottery or there's going to be some building works around the corner. This is be really useful for you to know this because it will really help you think about your choices. And we are like stuck 
stuffing them back out the letterbox and going, I don't want to see those. I don't want to see those letters. And he's trying to say, or she's trying to say, no, no, but this is, I know. It's useful. It's really, it's going to be really useful for you. And it means that on Saturday morning, when you hear the drilling, you'll have made a decision that means you won't just be furious about the work going on outside your house. Because you'll have chosen to go on a spa break that weekend. Or you'll have got up early yeah. and yeah. gone out, you know. And we, so stop, yeah. Yeah. all of us need to stop pushing our emotional mail back out of a letterbox and just have the courage to open it up and listen to the messages. So Agree. that's my big one. Agree. 100%. And it's it's integration as well, Phil, isn't it? With with everything that we do at 40 Human Being, I mean, everything that everybody does in life, it's and we've spoken about this before, it's not thinking about well-being as a separate sort of side thing. Yeah. I was having a conversation, interestingly, with a, a client earlier this morning and talking about running a workshop on feedback and lots of other things and boundaries. And, and of course, yes, of course it's for organisational and team performance. Of course it is. And the employee surveys show that all of these things feed into people's well-being as well. And it's circular because then if they're not feeling great, then they can't you know, take on board the tools and the learning exactly. and the applications and perform. So it's got to be integrated. It's got to be integrated. Exactly. It's this, it's this idea. I mean, I, I love a good Victorian novel and it is... It, <laughs> you, you really do. I really do. I've literally just finished Anthony Trollope's whole, I think it's six, isn't it? Barsh the Chronicles. Like, I love a bit of... What are you going to do now? Well, he, I am going to read one more Trollope and then... Or as I said to you, if I run out, I'm going to have to start writing my own historical novels. Um, but anyway, but and I love a bit of Dickens. And, but but point being, it really the the analogy for me it really reminds me of that more industrial way of working. That it's like we can put people into a factory and put them on the treadmill and squeeze their energy out of them until they drop. I mean, I'm being I'm exaggerating, but it's really moving away from that that sent that idea of productivity and really moving into this much more human much more there's an equation with productivity and its input and its output yeah. and, and that what we want more and more as we move into ever increasing complexity and change is we want human creativity we don't just want human muscle and in fact less and less because we'll have so many you know we'll have machines to do that so we want this kind of nuanced creativity that really requires us to be in a really really good state yeah because we're not creative when we're in fight or flight like the brain is designed to go into shutdown so this is what we want we want these really want innovation we want new thinking we want creativity and yet we're putting ourselves more and more into a stress state that it yeah. completely disallows that state. So we have to do it. Like, there's no yeah. question we have to do it. And I like what you say about inputs and outputs. You know, we, we talk often as well about the fact that, you know, it's life is one big energy exchange. You know, we are we, we are the human inputs into the productivity yeah. and then have the outputs, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And we as individuals and we as organisations have to both take responsibility for both the inputs and the outputs. It, we're all in this together. It's not that it's just down to 100%. one person to look after their wellbeing. We we have to look after each other for the inputs and we have to take responsibility for the outputs. 100%. And my big, big topic du jour, which we'll, which we'll look at when we start doing more on wellbeing in the coming weeks, I'm 
all about boundaries at the moment. Like I am just absolutely diving into some wonderful um, work by um, Julianne Taylor Shaw on boundaries. You've popped you've popped that into the zeitgeist, Phil, because that came up on my call as well oh, this it's, morning. I'm it's, telling you. Well, I, what I feel is I feel that like she she's put some really she's put real clarity around the different kinds of boundaries and what we can actually do and what we need to do to be able to set boundaries. It's all very well telling. This is, this is off the back of you saying it's both the responsibility of the person and the organisation. And the reason I mentioned boundaries is because that really speaks to that because it's all very well thinking we just need to put about what she calls executed boundaries, just boundaries out there in the world. But until we've done our own internal work yeah. of why yeah. we why we can't, what blocks us, um, you know, all the guilt, oh, I must say yes, or the rigidity, and I haven't got any flex. That's our own internal work. And it's a good analogy for it is both. It is both what we, our own internal choices around regulating your nervous system, all of this work, um, before it looks like anything in the world yeah. or else it's just yeah. pasting it on. So you're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. There's a responsibility for systems to create more, you know, flex around well-being and more space around that. But it's absolutely for individuals to take that space and ask for that yes. space and take that five minutes to breathe and regulate because no one else totally. can breathe. No one else can breathe for you. Like no totally. one else. Can, I mean, that's not true. Other people can help regulate your nervous system. But, you know, sadly, as much as we'd all love it, we don't have a 24-7 nurturing parent next to us who's constantly regulating our breathing. Yeah. We have to learn to do it. Although a dog, a dog can do a lot of that. Let me a tell dog you. can um, do a lot of that. It's true. <laughs> and your, cat, your, wonder, <laughs> your wonderful top ten tip article—that is not easy to say. Go on, uh, say it course, again, Pen. Say it again. Your wonderful top ten tip In fact, article. Can you say? Can you say? Can you say? <laughs> Don't ask me to say it faster. Can you say it terrific rather than wonderful? <laughs> She's alliterated <laughs> the description of her article. Terrific, Tom. Terrific top 10 tip. I can't even do it now. Terrific it's top hard. 10 okay. tips. There we go. Ter- terrific top 10 tip article. So uh, actually in the tips for wellbeing, which is number eight in your article, you have actually got two tips. There are many more we could give, but you put two tips in there. Uh, and one of them actually is a personal tip that you can do. And the other one arguably is something that the organisation or people around you can do for you. So uh, it's both. It's all of us taking responsibility yeah. collectively. Yeah. So the first one is... This the self-regulation. I mean, you know, we've said it so many times. We are not just about the healthy eating. I'm definitely about that, by the way. And I'm definitely, definitely about less refined sugar. Anyway, I mean, we could go, I could go on forever because I'm so just, it's totally my world. But regulating the nervous system, it is, I think a lot of people can't even feel what's going on in their body. And if we do, it tends to be driving the bus and running the show uh, more and more uh, in the world that we live in and the pace that we live in. If we put at the top of our priority list, regulating our nervous system, doing 10 minutes if we're out for a walk or before we sit, before we you know go onto a call, to breathe in a way that just regulates our system, reduces tension, gets our heart rate down, or even clench your fists and then gently open them. Yeah. You know, you're, again, yeah. you're signaling to the body, I'm relaxed. The decrease in anger and stress and anxiety and conflict would be huge if we only took care of our nervous system. So that's the first one. And then the other one is absolutely for organisations to think about what do people actually need physically, emotionally, 
mentally and relationally um, and environmentally, of course. That's a big one as well. What's the environment like to flourish? Yeah. So I love that. I love that question. For so instead of saying, you know, how are you today? Which is such a sort of habitual question that we'll answer with a fairly bland I'm learning response to, usually. I'm learning to really dislike that question. Yeah, and instead saying... What, what do you need today? Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be a nice yeah, question to be asked? Let's start with the donut. Oh no, we can't refine sugar. But it's true. It's true that I mean, I, I was with I was uh, off because it's Mothering Sunday um, recently, and I saw some family, and my niece was the, one of my nieces was there, and I won't mention any names, but um, and she was feeling a bit, you know, duvet day, and. I, I went in and saw her and I said, oh, how are you? And I immediately stopped myself. And I went, oh, I'm going to take that question back. That's not the question. That's not the question. Yeah. I don't like that question. How are you supposed to answer that? And she was laughing because it made so much sense to her. Like, how do I begin to answer that question? Because mm. in some ways I'm okay because I'm under the duvet and sitting in front of the TV and comfortable and at home. But in other ways, I don't feel great, actually. So, no. you know, it's, it's a not, com- not a simple question. It's not a simple question, <laughs> is it? You know, so, yeah, what do I that's, need? That's pro- well, that's probably why we've just got so used to saying fine, because yeah. honestly, like, honestly I, can't even, I can't even begin yeah, to interpret like, how long have you got? And, and also, at what level are we answering this? Physically, emotionally, <laughs> mentally, relationally, or existentially? I mean, I love that we both went there oh dear we need oh Laura we need we need a sort of snap <laughs> jingle when Penelope and I say the same thing at the same time we need some sort of twin snap I think you've done the oh, jingle. Yeah, I just did the right. jingle. Laura. There you go. Take it. Take it. Yes. So, they, so your your two tips on well-being are self-regulation, breathing, breathing, breathing exercises, and the second one is yeah, maybe start introducing the question to yeah. your your loved ones or you know colleagues instead of saying how are you. What do you need today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to go away. No, actually, that's a really, do you know what? That's, that is a really important one, and this is going to come up in the boundaries, but it also it also it pertains to everything, doesn't it? But well being or conflict, really, is you've really got to catch yourself if your answer is I need you to do something because so much of our stuckness, whether it's in uh, stress, anxiety, lack of well-being, conflict, resentment, that's going to come up in the boundaries. Huge one. Again, going back to let the postman pop his letter through the letterbox. <laughs> it's got useful information for you. But so much of those the stuckness is because others or the world won't change. And it's the same with well-being. You know, I need you to stop demanding or I need you to stop asking me or I need my company to or my colleagues to. Actually, you yeah, can't control that. You have yeah. to take the boundary on yourself. You have to take care of your own well-being. The world is going to keep coming. It is going to keep coming. Yeah. Well, you know, again, as I, I, I just, I love, I love sort of pointing out this very sort of simple way of living, which is, you know, the world is happening and it's, it's, it's not helping you thrive. It's not what you want. You've got three choices. You kick back and get angry. You're going into fight or flight. You're not going to help your, your nervous system and your well-being. Uh, the world is happening to you. You don't like it. You collapse and, you know, just sort of feel, feel victim to it. That is not going to help your well-being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the world is happening to you and you don't like it. You can change something internally, make a different choice. Really takes me to that phrase that I go back to a lot is when you're caught in those first two, of either just pushing, pushing against the world. Oh, so much to talk about with that. Because of course that also gives you a sense of 
doing, a sense of identity. Mm -hmm. I'm angry with the world. And actually, it can really absorb all of your energy. Whereas, of course, if we take that away, if suddenly we can't be angry at other people for not doing it, then we've got to turn to ourselves. And actually, of course, that's quite hard sometimes. So that's why it can be very tempting. But you're absolutely right. Those two of being angry with the world or people or being collapsed and um, and victim and down and not to say these states aren't all valid we all go through them it's about how we recover how we have enough self-compassion to come out of it but it's like if, if we stay stuck in them it's it's that lovely it's not lovely saying but it's a very true saying I think it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets yeah. ill and and of course we we can get stuck in that but of course everybody loses and particularly yourself so anyway more on that I think what we need to do Penn is go through the top 10 and just not just and touch on (laughs) and touch on how each of these tips can either be used for well-being or what we might want to think about with each of them so I'll start with energy number one tip is energy so this is quite obvious in many ways if we don't take care of our well-being you know if we're pushing out there with angle we go into collapse that is going to significantly impact our our energetic state and therefore the range of energy that we're able to access and therefore the the amount of choice that we have around, um, you know, how how we operate and how we show up. So it's like thinking about the foundation of the iceberg is your well-being in order to then be more more at choice about how you show up energetically and impact other people. Yeah, and and one of the big tools and tips here is is your energy bank, credits and debits, who and what energises you and who and what de-energises you um, and how can you put some of those pieces in that energize you I when I, w- I was studying over the weekend I mean I was doing some you know one of my courses and it was so interesting because it really did it really regulated me it really made me feel good and I thought that's and learning even though learning can be hard like when I'm learning Italian and she's trying to get me to conjugate the subjunctive <laughs> which is literally exploding my brain mind blowing mind blowing but it's also it's very it's for, for me it's not for everybody but it's finding those things that stimulate you in a way that really bring you back to life yeah and uh, avoiding for moments those things that de-energize you so that's that's energy the second tip is becoming unfazed by uncertainty is dealing dealing well with uncertainty and this is huge for well-being of course because we can have so much stress around what's coming or what we don't know or 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 what we can't control and the couple of tips on this was think about a time that you move through uncertainty that you've done it already you have done it you're doing it all the time when you we literally don't know what's coming in the next minute yeah Um, we can take we can take a fairly good guess but we don't know so start to re-narrate this is one of the lovely pieces of learning around boundaries as well which we'll come to later on in the in the next month or two is re-narrate your narrative around how you deal with uncertainty because actually you have dealt with it so the idea that i cannot cope with uncertainty cannot be true because you've grown up and there's nothing like childhood for uncertainty when you literally <laughs> you don't know what the world's like it's all you know you go to a new school so you have done it so find those moments and give yourself a different story and also start thinking about what might be possible rather than what might be a problem so it's really that that reframing those neural pathways yeah, yeah. and and that's a that's a very different place to be with uncertainty it's possibility yeah imagine if your life was just the same every day for the rest of your life that would be 
anxiety provoking as well, wouldn't it? It would. So, oh, I, I, w- I wouldn't mind two or three days on the top, though, Phil. I'm not, not going to lie. But you but, could put that then, in, couldn't you? Yeah, you could put that in. But then, I, then you'd probably start start needing a bit of change. You'd you, you'd probably unconsciously just make that happen. That's what the, yeah. the body and the system is doing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna link this actually, Pen. So I'm gonna if I do number three because I think it's linked is a similar. This was about communicating with vision. And I think it really links to the uncertainty piece is both for yourself and for it might be at work um, to halt to a whole company is really start getting used to building that vision of the future, because that can also really help with uncertainty is you and I talk about this a lot. It's that dreaming space is actually let your brain imagine what it could be like in a really positive way and talk about that. I'm really what I'm what I think it's going to be like what I'm really hoping is and this is what I really see in the future. And then your brain's going, Oh, great, I feel good about that. That looks that sounds that sounds and feels brilliant. So that's the tip number three. And that's great for your well being. Give it your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and the story you give it give it a good one totally totally uh and uh, number four is impact so in terms of your impact um again you can really think about if your well-being is not uh, where it needs to be then it's going to be really really challenging for you to to show up in the way that you would really really want to and make the make the impact that you want to make and this doesn't mean you've got to go in sort of all guns blazing high, high impact it's being choiceful about about your impact, also depending on how you're feeling. Um, but again, managing that base of the iceberg to make sure that you can have the impact you want. And it might be that the choice is, well, I'm not going to attend that meeting because you know that's going to be better for my long-term impact and for my well-being. So just being much more choiceful uh, around how you're feeling and how you're showing up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So with exactly with impact, which feeds into the presentations actually, which is tip number five. Is I'm just going to it's the same sort of note. Really, I'm just going to build on it. Is if you are feeling, you know, if you are stressed or feeling anxious, then regulate yourself and don't try and be an excited ten. No, you know, be. Be a be a connected five, and that goes into the presentations for me. Is if you're you know if you're under stress, then just come back to the core. Come back to what you really care about in this message. What your purpose is. What it really means to you. And that there's people out there listening. That we can lose contact with ourselves and with other people, and it becomes all about product and selling or whatever it is or convincing. Come back to people, the human. People, people, people. Yeah, people, yeah. people. I'll, I'll, add, I'll add one more piece on that. Just be aware that if you're spending hours preparing your presentations, that's probably going to uh, overload your system and yeah. overload your, your your time available, yeah. which is not going to help your well-being. So again, I would add on the presentation piece, we are talking about conciseness and clarity, and that yeah. is also going to help yeah. you in terms of the pressure of the workload. 100%. Uh, number six tip is virtual and hybrid vibe, and this is about engaging people online. And I would say on that in terms of well-being is just because we're on tech take a moment to connect and ask people what they what they need what they're bringing what's going on for them if there's anything that they need to kind of clear or leave at the door like just take that moment to check in with well-being because i think sometimes tech can get us in a bit of a headspace yeah. of of um do do, more, do 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 a bit more machine yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so make make your virtual and hybrid human Number seven tip is inclusion and empowerment is going to be huge um, for 2023. And there's two things on that. One is really thinking about how you need to be communicated to and how other people need to be communicated to. So if you're feeling stressed, 
take a breath, and it might be that you simply need to ask to be communicated to in a different way. When our brain can't process information in the way it's being given, it's incredibly stressful. So say, I need I need to see that visually, or I need that to be broken down um, in simpler ways or in, you know, into categories, or I need us to take a step back and really go back to, to the beginning, to the basics here. So get what you need in terms of communication. It can be really stressful. And then in terms of empowerment it might be actually I'm going to talk to the leaders here if you can empower more of your people you will have less stress for yourself and then number nine is your brand yes so uh, in terms of your brand uh, you certainly want your brand to be someone who is is well (laughs) and is you know not not feeling not feeling too stressed um, so again, I would just be really choiceful about when you choose to show up, when you choose to interact, take care of yourself. You don't always, always have to be uh, the loudest voice in the room. Uh, your brand can be what you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. It also means taking care of yourself. Yeah, be a human brand. Exactly. I think, you know, that's what people want now. They want that authenticity, that genuineness, you know, yeah. authentic, you know, authentic meaning, you know, present. I'm going to use that word. That's probably better is present and with. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is, of course, personalised remote learning, which is goes back to what I said about uh, what stimulated me over the weekend is actually yeah. something that we can do for our well-being is that input, is that development. Is nourishment. That nourishment. Is that, oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. Oh, there's a tool that I might be able to use to set that boundary. If we don't get the input, we can't do anything, we can't change. So that learning that's going to help us really take charge of our own well-being. You can check out 4D On Demand for that, of course. <laughs> little plug, little plug. Uh, anyway, that was our well-being thread through our top 10 tips. We're going to be talking a lot more about well-being in we the coming are, weeks we are, we are. before we then go on to all the bells and whistles that you can then do with that, the impact and the storytelling. But we need to get you as a human being in a really good state. We wish you a very happy rest of rest of the month. And I'm feeling very well having spoken to you for a few oh, minutes. Me well. too, Ben. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 4D Human Being Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do tell your friends and colleagues. For more information on our programs, our on-demand courses, and to sign up to our monthly newsletter, do check us out at 4dhumanbeing.com. Until the next time.